your hatred for dance is actually corrupting our recording session. Hey there, Internet. I'm Annie. I'm Kit. And I'm Mac. And this is the Gem Jam, where we do an episode-by-episode recap of the 1980s cartoon Gem of the Holograms, because it is truly outrageous. Uh, you've heard Mac on there. Mac, it's been a little while. Welcome back. We're glad to, we're, we're glad to be reunited again. Thank you. I'm happy to be back. So, uh, so this episode, um, I'm so happy to have you back. Uh, we had a really great time with Chris Sims in the past two episodes, but, um, well, Mac, I have three words for you. It's dance time. No! Ah. Aren't you glad you came back, Mackenzie? I, I'm glad that I can add my vitriol for anything dance to this podcast. This is season two, episode 12, a.k.a. episode 38, a.k.a. Dance Time, which is one of the more on-the-nose episode titles, I feel. And it's also all about dance, everybody's least favorite character, by which I mean my least favorite character. Doesn't everyone love dance? Dance is so great. She's so caring and she's such a good dancer and she's so pretty. <laughs> Her hair is every color. Seriously, she sounds like a fan character that somehow made it into the actual show. This episode is kind of the quintessence of why everyone hates dance. I'm uh, I'm irritated by dance, but I don't think I could ever match the, the amount of spite that you hold for this character. Oh, I hate her. The only thing that can get me through this episode is the fact that it means we're one episode closer to Riot. Oh, wow. Divisiveopinions.tumblr.com Yeah, so uh, address all your hate mail to MacKenzie at Tumblr. Yeah, address all your hate mail to me about how much you love dance, and I will just laugh and ignore all of it because you have bad opinions. Whoa! Wow, that is harsher than my Robin Hood opinions. I have had debates about Robin Hood since that episode. I like this. I like this new direction we're taking the show in. So this episode, Dance Time, written by a man named George Arthur Bloom. Here's the thing, you guys, get this. This is his only episode of Gem, but he is actually no stranger to writing Hasbro properties. His writing credits go back to the 60s, but for the sake of our interests, 14 episodes of My Little Pony and Friends, 12 episodes of My Little Pony Tales. Kit, you're gonna love this. This guy wrote the first three episodes of G1 Transformers, More Than Meets the Eye, parts one through three. Oh my god. He wrote those three episodes and one other episode, and he never wrote any more Transformers. <laughs> he tapped out on Transformers think he did. Also, he wrote one episode of Street Sharks, which as far as I can tell is one of the real episodes. So, all of that aside, we open up on David Xanatos's mansion. David Xanatos wasn't a one-off character that he keeps showing up. Yeah, he's back now. I think he shows up maybe once more, but I think this is it. And uh, he gives this really loving speech, I guess, uh, and uh, talks about how he's going to do a contest to see which rock group came up with the best video that personifies both friendship and goodwill. And we're going to hear the phrase friendship and goodwill a lot this episode. I wonder where the lip lizards are, because they'd probably embody friendship and goodwill perfectly. They probably get along really well together. Yeah, their life is a garbage heap. Can I just, can I just read David Xanatos' little monologue here? I'm so excited. The concepts of friendship and goodwill are of prime concern to me. But why all of us who live on the same planet cannot live in peace is something that should concern us all. Which is like coming right out of the stables with this with this little statement that sounds like a middle school essay opening. And I, Xanthos, believe the key to making the world better is music. I want to talk 
just for a second. Aside from maybe two seconds in this episode, David Xanatos addresses people exclusively from the upper level balcony in his office, in his in his library here. He only talks to people when he is literally looking down on them while wearing a smoking jacket and a diamond studded cravat. I love this character. This is the best. I want this man's life. Anyway, the rock video contest. The prize is the exorbitant sum of two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Which, in modern-day money, is $526,542.69. The 69 cents is important. As you might recall, this is exactly enough to get an orphan girl a desperately needed eye operation. Yeah, he's offering an eye operation's worth of money. Also, he decides the best way to advance world peace is through a rock video contest that will definitely result in at least one attempted murder. David Xanatos knows where his priorities lie. In fact, his priorities lie in the little fire pole he can use to get down from his, uh... Second story, just twirling down it. He gives them all three weeks, and then he, like, wanders off and he says, Now if you'll excuse me, I have other matters to which I must attend. Like what? Uh, like telling his assistant Owen to stick his arm into a cauldron and get a sweet rock hand instead of immortality? Turns out tragic irony is a real palpable force. David Xanatos is also so fancy, he refuses to end sentences in prepositions. Anyway, Eric is determined to win that eye operation. He's already rubbing his hands together and making his scheming face. Can't we blame him? We know the apartment he lives in. And Jerrick is like the kids at Haven House, which, if you'll recall, is Dance's shelter for teens. Where It's the one where boys can go. Haven House could really use that money. Jerrica, you are the manager of the most successful rock band in the world. You can just give them $250,000. Ah, but philanthropy... This kind of philanthropy is tax-deductible, and as we know, Jerrica does her entire company's taxes. By herself! So we pop over to Star Video, where friendship and goodwill means ice skating. We're supposed to believe that whole set is inside that building. And remains there for three weeks, yeah. So we have everybody setting up on this snowy little landscape thing with snow and ice and ice skating and dances here ice skating. Dances here... So Rio yells up to a guy named Red to make sure the snow machine's working. He says, we just want some flurries, not a blizzard. Rio, you're from California. You're from California. You don't even know what those words mean. You're not from a place that has weather. Also, apparently the Haven House kids are being brought onto the video as unpaid extras. Yay! $250,000! Also, Red, hella Scottish. It was near my fault, I swear it. It's an American voice actor doing a really bad Jimmy Doohan impression. We cut back briefly to Starlight Music, where Jerrica is signing a contract that'll automatically sign over the prize money, which I feel is jumping the gun, but okay. She's talking to Joni, who's the only other employee of Starlight Music, and who is Russian now, I guess? She was Irish at the last time we saw her. I bet she just kind of shows up each day with a different accent, and Jerrica's just never thought to ask. Just don't question it. So as Joni leaves, uh, Jerrica needs to switch into Jim. And the thing that bothered me about this transformation is that Jim is wearing almost the same outfit as Jerrica. Yeah, it just has slightly more lightning bolts on the skirt. This was not a good, like, fashion doll design here. I'm also weirded out by how Jerrica is, like, really worried about this contest. Like, we're gonna need more than luck to beat the misfits. They're the bad guys. They're cartoon bad guys trying to make a video about friendship and goodwill. I, I don't think you're actually... You have at least three to four songs in your discography already about friendship and goodwill. At least. I think you're fine. Yeah, and then we cut to 
the misfits at a music video shoot at a motorcycle club. And we've got Roxy yelling at a makeup artist who she calls Rouge. Is that like a recurring character or like a doll or something? That seems really out of place. My guess is that it's one of those things where there was at least a plan for a doll. If there wasn't already a doll for that, like Regine is a character that shows up for one episode in season three, and she was a planned doll, but the doll line sort of went kaput before they brought her out. So it was probably like something where if she wasn't a doll, she was supposed to be at some point and they may have just junked that. Because Rouge sounds like one of those sorts of names where it's supposed to be like a cool bad guy name. But her character model is also like really basic, so I don't know. Anyway... Roxy and Jetta start bickering, and Pizzazz is like, whatever, let's get this over with so we can have fun. And then Stormer waltzes up in her Super Sentai outfit. She's like, I think this is fun. Stormer, no. Honey, Angel. I'm like, no, it's hard work. And Pizzazz says, and life should be easy. And then Jetta and Roxy break out into cheers like Pizzazz just said she ordered a pizza. And then we get our music video, which is free and easy. <laughs> oh my god, you guys. It's got a saxophone in it. It starts with a saxophone solo. Jetta finally gets some time in the sunlight. This is our third song that has a saxophone solo, and it's been 12 episodes. Bold new sound. More complex music. I love her accent. Anyway, the whole music video is them mostly like, first off, they do some like boogie nights dancing, and then they just sort of ride motorcycles around. And then at the end of the video, they drive into the heavens and become uh, beings of pure light. And that's that's it. That's it for the music video. That just happens. And then we have this like tiny micro scene where Gem arrives at the recording studio and Rio bounds up like a yappy dog who's never been taught how to not jump up on the guests. He's like, they need you in a wardrobe. Are they going to put like real clothes on over her hologram clothes? Is is that what they do in wardrobe? How is the wardrobe person not in on this? Meanwhile, we go back to the uh, the Misfits music video shoot, which apparently they've finished already. I'm, I'm pretty sure shooting a music video takes more time than that, but okay. Eric shows up and they say, hey, Eric, we just finished the video. And he's like, junk it. We're reshooting a new video about friendship and goodwill. Friendship? Goodwill? This sounds nice. Well, only if you like friendship and goodwill. Oh, Stormer. How does Eric think to himself, hey, you know what band would be perfect for winning a contest where I have to make a video about friendship and goodwill? The Misfits. The most needlessly confrontational people I've ever met in my life. This is why you have other bands, Eric. This is also one of those moments, this whole episode, because we keep hearing the phrase friendship and goodwill over and over. It's one of those moments where the misfits are just one-dimensional cartoon bad guys who hate things that are good. It's like the equivalent of a Skeletor hating it when people say words like happiness. I am 100% here for those moments. I love it so much. But maybe somebody desperately needs an eye operation because they are all in for this $250,000 prize money. Meanwhile, on the Charlie Brown Christmas set. With some very hilariously, obviously cardboard trees. I love them so much. We've got Red up there manning the snow machine. He gives them the snow, but then two screws fly out of the machine. And somehow that means it turns into gale force winds in a blizzard. And uh, knocks over one of the cardboard trees right onto Dance. And because she's made of bones that are thinner than a pinky finger, she immediately breaks her leg. Dance needs more calcium. She's made of twigs and tissue paper, basically. It's not clear whether her leg is broken or if she's just, like, damaged the tendons like it's a football injury, but her leg's out of commission. 
And she's, oh, my leg hurts. Oh. Meanwhile, Red was blasted off by the snow machine, fell right onto his back through some powdery piff, nothing snow, uh, then managed to climb back up with what is probably a pretty bad back injury to turn off the snow machine because nobody else did it. Red is a hero. But no, this episode focuses on dance. So people turn to Red and they're like, Red, what happened? He goes, I did not know what would happen. It was near me fault, I swear it. He was aggressively Scottish. And we go to commercial on Jem, like, holding Dance and petting her hair, saying, it's gonna be all right, Dance, it's gonna be all right. And wow, I kind of ship it. Unfortunately, kid, I got some bad news. We got some uh, aggressive heteronormativity coming up. Oh. Yeah. Dance gets a boyfriend. It's cool. She dumps him sometime between, like, this episode and when they go to England for a Renaissance festival that thinks it's actually in the Renaissance period. <sighs> Dance. There's another dance episode. Okay, so we come back at Sun Memorial Hospital and the doctor is like, well, tests show extensive trauma in the tendons and ligaments of the left leg. And she's like, in English, Dr. Howard. Oh, God. The doctor's like, okay. With proper therapy, you should be able to walk again. Uh, I'm not making any promises about dancing, because if I say that, you would sue me if something happened. Is that English enough? And then this is apparently the worst possible thing you could say to dance. Because she just, like, flings herself out of the bed. What are you talking about? I can dance right now! Just smack falls right on her face. It's kind of great. Oh, thank goodness. And the doctor's like, no, see, rehabilitation is actually, like, kind of hard and frustrating and you'll have to work at it. And Dance is like, no! Which never mind the fact that dancing well takes a lot of hard work. Like, you've got ballerinas who have to start when they're six and they literally have to work six out of seven days of the week. And if they get a friggin' ankle break, they have to just wrap it and keep dancing or else they're kicked from the ballet for friggin' ever. So we skip to what is ostensibly Jerrica's office where Rio and Jerrica and Video are like, okay, we have three weeks. What are we going to do with this? Video's like, I don't know, we could like get somebody else maybe because this could take a while. Jerrica's like, no, dance is the best. If this video is going to be successful, she's got to get well. Yeah, apparently the second best dancer in the world is not enough to beat the Misfits. These are the people who use Clash as a camera person. These are people who are actually allergic to friendship and goodwill. This is not going to happen, Jerrica. Chill out. So then we get back to the hospital. Yeah, at the fanciest physiotherapy clinic I've ever seen in my life. It's huge. Just real quick, this episode is like hugely condescending about disability but also uh, the three of us are more or less able-bodied. So uh, we don't have a lot of personal experience with that kind of thing. So if we, say, get some terminology wrong or something, or if you just want to share some thoughts on the episode, we'd love to hear anything like that. Just uh, give us a nudge on Twitter or Tumblr. Anyway, Dance is being a sad sack and she doesn't want to get in the jacuzzi. What's the point? Taking a bath isn't going to cure me. Actually, hot water might help this leg injury that you've got. And if she were actually a dancer, she'd probably know this, because it turns out both heat and cold can really help muscles sometimes. Right, that's why they have a jacuzzi in the center. That's that's why that's there. For being the number one dancer in the world, or whatever dance is, she seems to be a terrible dancer. She's the best! Anyway, in comes a guy named Cisco who's got a whole bunch of donuts. And the girl in the jacuzzi goes, Yay, Cisco food! 
dude just like climbs out and just runs off on her walker towards the donuts. Dance, meanwhile, decides she's going to take that opportunity to like roll across the room and directly collides with Cisco. Just plows it right into him. And then she's like, why don't you look where you're going? Ugh. Whoops, she just said that to a blind guy. So later on, Dance wanders over to Cisco's room. She barges in while he's playing guitar and she's like, I'm Dance. I'm the one you spilled donuts on. Like she's ostensibly here to apologize, but seriously, lady. Yeah, let's look at that language there. I'm the one you spilled the donuts on, thus putting the blame on him as the direct object there. Not, I'm the one who ran into you, or I'm the one that made you spill the donuts. Or even, we ran into each other in the lobby. It's clearly Cisco's fault for being blind. Wow. Yep. Wow dance. But Cisco takes this in stride and says, hey, you want to go for a walk? And she's like, I can't walk. He was like, so let's go for a ride. And proceeds to like rocket her wheelchair all over the grounds. Also, notably during this part, there's this one point where her mouth just kind of twists all the way to the side to her ear. That sounds incredible. Yeah, she's just basically a skin stealer. So Cisco takes her down to the pool. Yeah, he says, oh, so you're a dancer. Dance says, how'd you figure that out? Your name is Dance. I don't know Dance. How do you think? This is a world in which you know somebody named Video Dance. And then Cisco does this whole thing. Where he goes in like, what's the wheelchair for? Oh, I can't walk. Have you tried? Well, of course I tried. We'll try again. And it's all very like, ugh. It's kind of condescending. It's condescending. And it's like, I get that this is a recovery narrative. But if someone tells you they can't walk, shouldn't you give them the benefit of the doubt? It's like asking Cisco, well, can you see? No. Have you tried? We'll try again. Cisco is also apparently here because he's been blind since he was about three. He just hit his head and his eyes stopped working. And he says that the doctors apparently think they have a procedure that can give him back his eyesight. So he's, he's getting brain surgery done. Yeah. So that's terrifying. And then as he's trying to do the whole here, try walking like this. And then as he's doing this patronizing backwards walk, he falls into the pool. And it turns out he can't swim. He starts to drown immediately. He shouts, I can't swim. And Dance responds with, just keep treading water. He just told you he can't swim. So she goes over to the lifeguard sitting area where she tries to reach the the lifesaver and she can't reach it because she's in her wheelchair. So she has to stand up in order to reach it. And so she just sort of props herself up, grabs the life preserver, throws it over, saves his freaking life. And he's like, I knew you could walk. Shut up, Cisco. Ugh, Dance. So Dance is like, fine, I'll actually try physical therapy, I guess. Cue a new video. Physiotherapy montage, go! It's physiotherapy montage part frickin' one. Meanwhile, in the best opener at Misfits Music ever, here we have it. Gumballs. A symbol of friendship and goodwill. Everyone loves them. What? I don't love them, Misfits because she's a cartoon bad guy. And also, how are gumballs a symbol of friendship and goodwill? What kind of moon logic is this? I don't understand this. It's Eric, a moon logic. And sure as I'm head of Misfits Music, a gumball video will win that contest. And I'm like, I'm not exaggerating in his delivery here. Meanwhile, back at the hospital, Cisco and the girl who said, Yay, Cisco food! It turns out her name is Susie. They're playing checkers and Dance wanders up and Susie's like, well, excuse me. And then she goes off with her walker. And Dance is like, is she ever going to walk again on her own? 
Well, I mean, if she doesn't, is that such a big deal? But Cisco instead says, she believes she can. All it takes is the right attitude and a lot of work. Yeah, so this is that kind of episode. And then he pulls out his guitar and we get one of those weird diegetic blurring things. And then we start with the Gem and the Hologram song, Takes Work. Not it takes work, just takes work. Would you believe this is an original song? Really? I could have sworn I heard it before. No, this one's brand new. There's just like six other ones like it. Anyway, this is our second physiotherapy montage. Also, it's intercut with she and Cisco like becoming sweeties. And dance is terrible. They hold hands. They go for walks. As the song finishes up, she tries to do a little spin on her wheelchair and just like, I'm not even sure how to describe this animation. She goes vertical. You know how in the Foghorn Leghorn cartoons, when the dog runs to the end of its leash and then the leash yanks back and the dog's legs go out from under it? That, that is exactly what happens to Dance's wheelchair. It's exactly that. She goes full out horizontal and then just falls flat on her face again. Except this time she's not a sad sack, so everybody claps for her. Yeah, apparently she got overexcited and tried to do a pirouette in a wheelchair. Why? Nobody knows. I don't know. She's Dance. We go over to the studio where the holograms would be recording their music video. They're just waiting on set in full costume for dance to get better. They have an ice skating rink there. They have had to keep that thing iced and cold in that studio for two weeks now because there's only a week until the contest is over. And they're like, well, hopefully dance will be better in a couple of days. And Rhea's like, all right, okay, but let, let me just let me just throw that out there. What if she doesn't? Jem has no idea. You can't just hire another dancer. Also, Jem is going to be like, okay, so you just went through some intense physical therapy. Your leg's feeling better. You're at walking speed again. Uh, now let's do a lot of intense shooting with ice skating. The exact same thing that got you injured the last time. Yeah, you know, let's just jump back into it. You're probably ready for that kind of physical activity, right? Rio comes in and it turns out the misfits have hired away the entire crew for this shoot. You know, the ones that were just sitting around. I mean, it's goofy, but it's also way less illegal or ridiculous than their usual tactics, so. Let's go check on the uh, the other crew and see how they're doing with the Misfits. The Misfits are performing inside a giant gumball machine. And they're all wearing gumball dresses, which look kind of ridiculous. As far as I can tell, they're playing part of the instrumental for I Like Your Style, which was the first Jetta song. So I guess that's about friendship. Roxy's on drums. What? Roxy was on drums in it. What? There's a drum set in there. Like, it's Shayna's silly drum set and Roxy's on the drums. Roxy apparently now plays drums. They had a drummer for a brief shining second? And it was Roxy. Anyway, Red is here and he's working a bunch of levers for the giant gumball machine that apparently release a few gumballs at a time. Back injury and all. And Eric is like, I want to do it. Let me do it. And Red's like, this is not as simple as it looks. You pull a lever down, dude. Eric has like a taste for power from his days from making a movie and he wants more. So when Red's like, the, no, Eric legit pushes him out of the way and then pulls the wrong lever cronk. Eric pulls the trap door lever. There's a trap door lever, I guess. And the misfits uh, end up being disgorged from the gumball machine. Everyone on set finds this absolutely hilarious. They just start laughing. And then the misfits turn on Red and Red says, nope, it was Eric. And Eric's like, no, it wasn't. Maybe it was. No, it wasn't. Please don't kill me. They don't buy it for a second when it's when it like, oh, it was you, wasn't it? And then Red proceeds to assault everybody with gumballs. Yeah. And he's like, and they all start fighting. He's like, 
back to Jem and the holograms, where we belong. So that was resolved immediately. So why did we even have that plot conflict? Did you just need four more minutes of episode? Absolutely. Gumballs. They're a symbol of friendship and goodwill. The holograms didn't even do anything to solve this problem. This problem solved itself. They put the A plot actually on pause so we could do other stuff. We go back to the clinic and Cisco is getting his operation tomorrow. Dance comes in and Cisco says, I've been trying to imagine what you look like. Give me a hint and buddy, you would not believe her if she told you. I have a hair with every color. I have orbs of aqua. So in order to make sure that we know time passes, we have a little micro scene back at David Xanatos' mansion in between him being busy trying to take over the world and defeat the gargoyles. He is again addressing the glam rockers from on high in his library and refusing to actually come down to their level. And they're all like, Xanatos, please, please give us an extension for the contest. We didn't know Dance would get an injury. And he's like, hire another dancer. No, that's actually not fair. And this was clearly in the contest rules. You're SOL. So then we go back to the hospital. And guess what, you guys? Training montage number three. Oh, yeah. Three. Three whole training montages in this episode. So she goes training. It's intercut with Cisco being in his operation. Uh, we see her at the end walking with a cane. So she's definitely making progress. And then later, the next day, maybe? Anyway, the holograms come back to visit and are like, dance, come ice skate with us freaking tomorrow. Yeah, we need to shoot the video tomorrow. And apparently we will take no time for editing because the deadline's in two days. So this is happening. And she's like, okay, but I have to visit somebody first. So she goes to visit Cisco. Cisco can see now and he looks at her and he says, I knew you were beautiful. Like, Jesus, dude. And she's like, you're not disappointed, are you? Ugh. Suddenly, with no warning, they spring people who care on us. Oh, God, no, it's people who care again. Oh, it's our third song. I refuse. Starbright Part 3, Falling Star, Episode 8. That was the first time we saw this one. It's the Bonnie Gets Her Eyesight Back song. And now it's the Cisco Gets His Eyesight Back song. I'm sensing a theme. So yeah, apparently the hologram's idea of friendship and goodwill is just, let's do a Christmas video. It's just dance in this ridiculous prima donna ballerina outfit while ice skating. Uh, she grabs some of the Haven House kids and leads them around like Snoopy does in a Charlie Brown Christmas. And that, that's the whole video. They smooch and it's... I hate people who care. It's such a bad song. People who care are people with dreams to go to extremes to fight for those dreams. Ugh. And somehow the episode isn't over yet. Still got some to go. Nope, we still have to announce that Jem won the video contest. In my humble but unerring opinion, the video done by Jem and the Holograms best symbolizes my idea of friendship. And goodwill. In my humble but unerring opinion, Xanatos invented the humble brag. And then he invites Jerrica up to stand with him on high and look down on the peasants below. I love Xanatos. Oh, he's so... Why didn't we have him previously? This is everything that Howard Sands should have been. I want an episode devoted to him. Xanatos time. Speaking of, I haven't seen Howard Sands in a while. I think we just swapped out millionaires. I think if this were live action, it would turn out that Howard Sands had gone on to something else and, and Xanatos was brought in as kind of his replacement without actually calling attention to it. So then we still have another scene after this for some reason. Nothing happens. 
It's just it's just a party. Dance and Cisco are walking around arm in arm and they go to say hi to Jem. And Jerrica has to do this thing where she's like, oh, I think I saw Jem out back. And then she turns into Jem and runs around to the back of the building. They're like, oh, we have so many things to celebrate. Also, it turns out Dance is taller than Cisco, which um, I-, I think it's kind of cute. So they all just sort of like talk about, oh, a moon. It's so nice. And then that's the end of the episode. I don't know why that scene happened. They needed to fill up another minute or so, I guess. Mac? Yep. How you feeling? I hate dance. I understand. <sighs> that's that's dance time. That's that's the very special disability episode that's hugely condescending about disability. Coming up, a very special adult illiteracy episode that's very condescending about illiteracy. And after that, a very special drug episode that's probably condescending about drugs. It's basically reefer madness. Let's not kid ourselves. The Jim Jam comes out every Sunday on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and YouTube. We are also on Twitter and Tumblr. You can find us just about everywhere at the Jim Jam, except on Twitter, where we are at Jim Jam Cast. If you like what we do and you want to support us, you can uh, leave us a subscribe, a like, review, whatever you have, a rating on wherever you find our podcast. Those are super helpful for our metrics, help us get spotted a little better. Uh, If you have a couple bucks kicking around and you still want to support us, you can go to our Patreon, which is at patreon.com slash the gem jam. We also have a goal coming up that we would super like to hit, which means we are going to start doing uh, let's plays of uh, crappy Otome games, of which we have a whole list. Yeah, we're about 25 bucks away from that, so uh, check that out. And uh, Mac will still strongly consider getting a glamour shot of her and her cats. So, until next time, dear listeners, I'm Annie. I'm Kit. And I'm Mac. And this has been the Gem Jam. We remind you that an outrageous a day keeps the doctor away.